It's the Meg, John, and Justin podcast. Yay! Um, <laughs> hello, dear listener. Uh, thank you for listening to us and downloading us. Uh, if you uh, enjoy our podcast, please consider subscribing if you haven't already and telling your friends about us. That would be lovely. That's how we get well known as an MJ. We love it. Yes, please. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. W-O-M. <laughs> yes. One. <laughs> one. That's our marketing strategy. Could we come up with um, something that bat could stand for and then it could be one bat? Yeah, we can yeah. work on that. We'll work on that. Yep. Okay, for next time. Wombat. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back, dear listener. Uh, this week we thought we would talk about different ways of doing relationships. Relationship diversity. Yeah. Yes. This might be something that's quite familiar to you if you've already bought our zine, Make Your Own Relationship User Guide. Yes. Uh, but I guess we're going to go into more detail about some of those different ways of doing relationships. That's right. Uh, but also how those different dynamics and the ways that we do those relationships play out and how we how people feel about those different dynamics and different ways of doing relationships yeah i feel like um people often have the sense that there is sexual diversity mm. you know like even if you get to the point of understanding there's straight lesbian gay bisexual there's mm-hmm. already a sense like people are sexually diverse mm-hmm. um maybe a little bit lesser around gender diversity but that's getting more well known but i yes. think when it comes to relationships people don't often think about relationship diversity I think when people think about the word relationship it often they just think about a romantic relationship and often that is a monogamous romantic relationship typically and that's um, I think certainly young people when they when I've uh, a lot of young people when I'm working with them or when they're asking me questions frame it in that way right I think that's what we teach people I think that's what the dominant cultural messages so a lot of people would be like well there isn't any relationship diversity there's just this one way of doing relationships and then I think people who have maybe questioned that and stepped outside of it to non-monogamy may well also feel like well there's two kinds you know it's like a lot of gay men do a kind of open relationship style Mm -hmm. so may feel like okay I could do monogamy or could do that open relationships thing Mm. again may not consider anything beyond that um, or a lot of sort of bisexual and straight people it's like well you can do monogamy or you can do polyamory mm. and polyamory works in a particular way mm-hmm. and again not really thinking beyond two options which is yeah. a bit like sexual diversity if you only see it as gay or straight Yeah. but then you like throw in well it's actually bisexual there's things that are in between mm-hmm. there's also asexual there's also kink you know it's and it's the same with uh, relationship diversity is like the more you look at it the more the more diversity there is under each of the big umbrellas like mm. monogamy and non-monogamy and then there's also a bunch of other ways of doing things as well yeah absolutely yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what we'll talk about so yes. um, where should we start um, so I guess this important thing about well let, I mean I guess the real basic thing is sort of well there is non-monogamy as an alternative to yeah. monogamy right but I guess when we start talking about what does what even do those terms mean, then yes. it starts to open up. But let's not do that for the for the, quite yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what kind of non-monogamies are there? So there are there's things like um, there are like sexual non-monogamies, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Where uh, people might be looking for things that are um, mostly about having a sexual relationship with somebody else that uh, is different to their existing partner yeah. I guess well, sometimes with that partner like yeah. some people's version of it is like well we have threesomes yeah. or we go swinging yeah. you know and like there's maybe like kind of having sex with somebody else in a swinging context mm-hmm. it might be like partner swapping or something like that yeah, um, yeah. there could be um, like 
people have like non-exclusive dating for a while don't they so they're mm. kind of a dating more than one person mm-hmm. uh, in a sexual or a romantic way actually and yeah. then there's a period where people kind of have that and then there is sometimes there is a conversation about okay let's go exclusive now, yeah 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 where you know i guess people go monogamous from a place of mm-hmm. non-monogamy but i think that's a way that a lot of people do non-monogamy actually it's really common yeah, yeah super kind of, common um and like whether that's dating or whether that's like hookups mm-hmm. or having more than one friends with benefit kind of arrangements yeah yeah those kind of things um there are, and then we're getting into, if we look at, um, I guess there's non-consensual non-monogamy. Oh, yes. Well, that right. would be the most common, probably. Yeah. Well, so guess, what's the maybe, stat on that? Maybe like the hookups and friends with benefits and that kind of, like you say, non-exclusive dating. That yeah. may, be, may be the biggest one now. Yeah. And or maybe secret non-monogamy or affairs or infidelity. Mm. Um, yeah, studies have found like up to a half or even two thirds of mm. people at some point in their life are having some kind of secret non-monogamy yeah so it's super super common yeah um so uh yeah so a lot of people are doing that also known i guess as uh cheating in inverted yeah. commas or infidelity or unfaithfulness yeah they're words that we could um, spend an entire podcast <laughs> unpacking exactly uh, but you get the general idea yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's the more conce- consensual or non-secret or mm-hmm. ethical as it's often known non-monogamy yes um and there's a huge spectrum of different kinds of non-monogamies at, when we're at this point, aren't there? There's yeah. Some people like to call themselves open rather than as opposed to poly. There's yeah. like a difference there. Um, so the open ones are often a bit more like you can have sex with people other than a main partner, but it's really based on you have a main partner and it's yeah. open to other kinds of sexual contact. Yeah. As polyamory often focuses more on multiple romantic relationships. Yeah sometimes with a primary secondary model so again mm-hmm. one is more kind of important than, or key than the others yeah but sometimes with a more non-hierarchical or egalitarian structure where like there's multiple people at a similar level of importance but the focus is more on the love relationship thing than yeah. the sexual although usually there is the idea that you would be sexual with more than one person i think there is that difference between how mm. people yeah class polyamory and non-monogamy isn't there and that the non-monogamy is an umbrella term that can include polyamory yes but for some some couples uh might have um might try to draw lines around uh whether it's okay for somebody to fall in love with somebody else exactly i remember in the ethical slut they talk about um janet hardy and dossie easton yeah that's right um it's the other way around isn't it but yes that's that's (laughs) Let's call it the Justin and Meg John podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, they were saying, you know, as if that could happen, uh, as if you could just draw a line. I I think you can, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself, I think you definitely can. Well, this is getting on to where we're going, I suppose. It's the idea about, you know, there's this real tendency to say some are better than others all the way through you know yeah. even, and even when people step outside the so-called norm mm. there's often a tendency to line drawn but we i mean i to, was thinking yeah. I, actually I, this is another podcast altogether i think but you know can you prevent yourself from falling in love with someone mm. i personally think you can well but yeah well we talk about love as intentional don't we yeah and then bell hooks talks about it as uh 
an action. Love is an action rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. something that happens Not to you. Just something yeah, you say, I think it? we're going to have to do a whole falling in love podcast now. <laughs> yes, I will put that on the agenda uh, for, for future. But yeah, like it's all umbrellas under umbrellas. Mm. So like if non-monogamy yeah. is a big umbrella, then under that polyamory is yeah still still a really big umbrella. Yeah. Like underneath it, there's the hierarchical versions, the mm-hmm. egalitarian versions, solo poly, mm-hmm. which is where you treat yourself as a primary partner mm-hmm. or the, or the primary partner. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of different versions of polyamory. Even under egalitarian polyamory, you've got like triads, quads, families, networks, you know, all different ways of doing a non-hierarchical version of poly, polycules. Yeah. Yeah. If you are not sure what we're talking about in terms of hierarchies, you might like our podcast that we did uh, about hierarchies. Yes. It's called Hierarchies. (laughs) (laughs) Scroll back through. It was quite a while ago, but it's a good one. That's right. I mean, all of them are good ones. We're not releasing right. rubbish, are we? There's no, just some, just some are relevant to the today's topic. Yeah, some, some we yeah. really like. For, oh, we do. I think possibly sometimes we like a podcast um, more because of we were just totally, we enjoyed the process of doing it. Yeah, you know, sometimes anyway. it just feels like a super connected yeah. one. Yeah, that's right. So mm. um, is that all the different kinds of non-monogamy? Well, no, because then you've got this whole lot of them that often kind of would go under non-monogamy but Mm. actually they're more about not treating romantic relationships as the main kind of or the most important kind of relationship so most versions of monogamy and non-monogamy still share the idea that we're you know when we talk about relationships we're talking about romantic Mm. relationships then you've got like relationship anarchy Mm. and relationship queer and these kind of ideas where it's like maybe we need to go a stage further and you know question I mean, solo polyamory does it a little bit by mm-hmm. saying maybe our relationship with ourselves is at least as important as yeah. our ones with romantic partners. But relationship anarchy and relationship queer and other kinds of uh, queer platonic mm-hmm. um, ideas get to that. Well, maybe friends can be as important. Yeah. You know, maybe family relationships, other kinds of relationships, you know, getting even towards like relationships with animals, relationships mm-hmm. with the land, yeah. you know, can all be really important relationships in our lives, relationship with a spiritual mm-hmm. divine or something. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, it, relationship anarchy, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but mm. relationship anarchy sounds like um, quite a scary, very mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a lefty kind yeah. of right on thing but yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have got a super important relationship with their cat for example yes. thinking of a particular person I know yes <laughs> um, <laughs> and actually and a really important relationship with yourself and mm. really important relationships with friendships as well as important romantic relationships I think we really don't have a word for that because yeah it's a bit like whenever I do the talk on or a workshop on, on gender diversity mm. you know kind of starting point is like who fits really easily into the masculine or feminine boxes defined by our society mm-hmm. and pretty much nobody does yeah but a lot of people who don't fit don't use words like non-binary or trans or any other kind of words for that sense mm. of not fitting and it's a bit similar here is like actually I would say a very large number of people again in workshops and things will say well actually you know it's, it's so mainstream isn't it? like sex in the city or friends you know mm. like these shows that sort of show how important friendships can be and how much more enduring they can be yeah and yet we don't really have language around that in the mainstream we've no. just got this these ideas of monogamy yeah um yeah which and, and they prevail as the the most important love story don't they yeah. and that's what things are you know and the idea of the one that goes along with that exactly and, and all that stuff are you looking for confidential advice around sex and relationships or a place to chat about your relationships or sex life justin offers confidential one-to-one sessions where you can talk and get ideas based on his years of experience and expertise as a sex and relationships educator and author 
Chatting with Justin about relationships has helped me hugely. So check him out on bistraining.com forward slash consultation. I guess there's uh, the other podcast that we did about what is romance can be quite useful here yeah. as well. Like when we're interrogating the different relationships that we have and actually just thinking about mm. um, what kind of relationships we do on a day-to-day basis, the, the idea even of like romance, because romance doesn't always equal have to come with sex mm. because we can have romantic relationships that aren't sexual and we can have sexual relationships that aren't romantic. Yeah. That then means, well, what is romance? And mm-hmm. so, as we said in another podcast, if romance is sitting with a friend over delicious beers and cheese yes. and charcuterie and we're having a wonderful evening mm-hmm. and we get slightly pissed and we're looking each into each other's eyes and we feel a very strong connection, yeah. that's romantic as fuck. Yes. Um, thinking about a particular date I had last year with a mate of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we still talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And try to recapture the magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, mm, I guess cheese. it's so, yeah, it's it's pretty good mm. um so i guess that's we're veering off i guess we're kind of saying you know we're talking about relationship anarchy um mm. but that's just another way of doing non-monogamy but it's also linking back it's another yeah. way of doing monogamy if exactly that makes sense. so that, yeah it's kind do. of it goes across the whole thing yeah it's right? like it's like maybe it's um kind of a two axes on a graph you know yeah. as well it's like the, the monogamy and non-monogamy but there's also an axis of how important you make make romantic relationships in that structure yeah um, and yeah i guess so let's talk about that i mean mm. i i've been to uh too many weddings probably but a lot <laughs> of those weddings you know you hear in a lot of the speeches people the way that people talk about um for example like the best man or the maid of honor these yeah. problematic times uh, <laughs> or you know the father of the father of the ride and stuff it's like it's almost like sometimes in those speeches there's a kind of admission that the bride or the groom is like oh i've got to go a long way to to for this person to love me as much as they love their dad or their yeah, yeah, best yeah. friend or yeah, you know uh-huh. there is that sense of um entering into like a a, a broader network of friendships and relationships yeah but I guess that I suppose what a lot of people get from monogamy is that there is like a template of how we organise our lives and how we structure our lives. Yeah. Who we live with, who we might co-parent with and mm-hmm. who we have sex with and yeah. who we have uh, hopefully as our future carer mm-hmm. if we need care. Often and without all that being unpacked or talked about much. Yeah. yeah. But there, there yeah. is like a kind of a, you know, you can take it off the shelf and you've got a template mm-hmm. for how you... Mm-hmm you do it and a lot of people do that and there's I don't there's nothing inherently wrong in it I don't get I don't think as long as but it's important to be able to do it consensually I suppose well this is it and I suppose again it's if we make the analogy to sexual and gender diversity often Mm. you know it's there's something about how hard it is to step outside of the template when it's so strong in our culture yeah um so yeah it's 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 like how can how can somebody who is under monogamy really kind of check in with themselves that it is what they want Mm. rather than feeling like they're just following along this cultural script and that's what i would always encourage is like you know examine it explore it doesn't necessarily mean you need to reject it at all you might find it's a brilliant fit for you you might come full circle like go out there and try a whole bunch of other stuff and end up back at something that looks rather like monogamy you know but also think about that other axis think Mm -hmm. about is it monogamy or non-monogamy mm. sexually? Is it monogamy, non-monogamy emotionally? Mm-hmm. You know, 
do you you know do you have a place for those other kinds of relationships in your life yeah but also that there's just as much diversity under monogamy as non-monogamy 100% so I think that a lot of people think well this monogamy is this one thing and they did that really cool study where they asked young people about who'd had breakups mm -hmm. and so many of them it was because they thought you know oh we're going to be monogamous so it's going to be easy we obviously we mean the same thing by that mm -hmm. and they found it really didn't mean the same thing yeah. and like something had happened that felt like cheating to one person mm -hmm. and not to the other like yeah. staying friends with your ex or watching porn online mm -hmm. or all these other things that yeah actually people haven't clarified mm -hmm. what monogamy is to them you know does it mean you assume that person's going to be your carer does it mean you assume you're going to cohabit mm -hmm. or that all your fi finances are going to be entwined or that you have kids yeah and then also like what kind of monogamy is it going to be serial monogamy or is it going to be lifelong monogamy mm. is it going to be monogamish like dan savage talks about yeah you know? yeah how do we yeah how do we handle that exclusivity and what does that even mean yeah yeah um i think that's probably a useful thing we've been throwing a lot of labels around already yeah and even when we're talking about non-monogamy there are an awful lot of labels yeah. actually they're, they're meaningless unless you're actually talking about what they mean for you and how you yes. make that work yes exactly um and in terms of just to bring in consent here as well, there is the, um, if you remember our consent handshakes thing, mm -hmm. dear listener. A video we have you can watch on our website. Video, yeah. really nice video that really sums it up. Mm -hmm. uh, consent handshakes, um, where we look at the script of what it is that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then an alternative model is to be able to talk about absolutely everything before yeah. you do it and then do it. Yeah. And looking at what they open up and close down in terms of consent. But the the important bit of it is the third handshake which yeah. is where we're paying attention all the way through uh, something yeah so if you're <laughs> talking about um so if you're even if you've been able to if you're so if you're following a script of how you're supposed to do a relationship fine yeah if you're able to talk about absolutely everything that you want from a relationship and you have a google doc and a yeah. menu and you done all that work <laughs> fine but you have to be constantly paying attention all the way through because things are constantly changing for all of us all i mean the time. this is making me laugh because i definitely default to that second handshake model in this way i'm like constantly making documents with bullet points on thinking like if only i can articulate this in the right <laughs> set of bullet points yeah. then somehow everything's going to be okay and yeah it's like easy to to let slip the idea that this has to be a process of ongoing negotiation in every relationship like it can't just I can't just like sum it all up and that's it we're there you know no um, but, but yeah. especially if it involves other well it, I think all relationships involve other people that's another point that I think mm. we'll come on to about monogamy but um, we I think we radically underestimate the amount of change that we go through yes and the amount the, the changes that we go through in terms of our values and our views and our interests and our um, our politics the shape of our life what we're what our goals are yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and how our bodies work and what it is yeah we, um, mm -hmm. and so um, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast when we create our own script and we stick rigid to, rigidly to that script and yeah. what does that close down but the important thing here is that in terms of any relationship setup we have no matter how much we've talked about it that we're able to be doing the constant checking in yes in a way which is really just making sure that we're still on the same page about stuff and that being honest with each other yeah. about that is difficult to do because a uh, we might not know exactly what we want mm -hmm. or how to articulate it b opening up a conversation with somebody else about oh is this yeah oh, there's a lot at stake here yeah and how much of a change in change is a scary thing fear of rejection big time yeah. particularly if one person is like 
um, financially reliant on the other person, yeah. for example. Or physically, you know. if they're yeah. or something. Yeah. Big time. So there can be mm. a huge amount of stake. Again, we talked about this, uh, some of this stuff in our, um, if that is you and you're looking at making changes, we did a podcast about this. Yes. Changing relationship uh, agreements over time. But I guess that's the, mm. the thing about all of this is about being curious about what's going on in the relationship no matter what label you attach to it and again expecting it to change over time where the again the analogy of sex is nearly always helpful we talk a lot about how we expect there'll be discrepancies mm -hmm. in terms of our sexual desires mm. in some areas at least and we also expect that it will change over time for both people and for the relationship yeah and the same is true here and like if we can actually get with that and feel like no that's okay that's to be expected that's mm. going to happen mm. then it's probably much easier to weather and like you say do that ongoing consent check-in than if there's some kind of idea that it'd be better if everyone just stayed exactly the same and yep. that somehow it's something to feel bad about if you don't mm. um yeah i think and also that there will be discrepancies you know like even if you're both under monogamy or you're both under non-monogamy mm. probably are going to mean slightly different things at, yeah. at least slightly maybe yeah. even quite a lot different things yeah. and so and you might find that one of you's under monogamy and one of you's under non-monogamy or one of you's you know that more i prioritize my romantic relationships end of the spectrum and the other one's more like it's mm. really important to me not to do that end of mm. the spectrum so you know how are we going to navigate those differences whether they're differences over time or whether they're differences that are there right from the start if you haven't read Meg John's Rewriting the Rules, then what are you waiting for? It's the anti-self-help guide to love, sex and relationships packed with sensible and friendly advice. It helps to unpack all the shoulds of how we do love, sex, relationships and does, and instead helps us to rewrite the rules to tune into what might work for us. It changed my life. That's Rewriting the Rules by Meg John Barker. The second edition is out now. This is where our relationships with other people um, impinge on our relationship with uh, the another person or, or yeah. other people so our other relationships affect our other relationships yes <laughs> so, it's terribly coherent oh this is, this is gold <laughs> yeah. so um so for example in a monogamous relationship yeah um the the our relationships with work colleagues like just our work mm. colleague relationships not like cheating unfaithful yeah, yeah. romance but you know our relationship with work colleagues our relationship with ourselves our relationship with our friends our relationship with our family yeah ha all has an impact on our monogamous romantic slash sexual yeah relationship yeah. right uh, because then if uh one person has a, a lot of those different kinds of relationships available mm -hmm. they might not need so much from the romantic yeah. relationship because they're getting a that lot that might of feel like an imbalance yeah or there might be a kind of you know something that was never stated where one person assumed like we will together look after our parents in that old age and yeah. the other person assumed that certainly wouldn't happen yeah and then that feels like an imbalance or, or suddenly life changes drastically because mm. a parent moved, moves in for example yeah yeah so the um i guess the thing about there are different kinds of monogamy but i think there are things that we can learn from polyamory and from relationship anarchy that we can be applying to yeah to that is helpful for people in monogamy i think yeah. as well yeah so i think the idea of the one and then we get all of our needs from another person is unsustainable yeah uh, because we put a lot of pressure on the relationship mm -hmm. uh we take all of the responsibility off ourselves to have a relationship with ourselves and we can too easily go into a, a thing where one person is trying to give us everything that we need but this is the difference between idealized monogamy or mononormativity mm. as they sometimes call it and 
yeah, so we're not saying monogamy is bad, no. but we're saying if you have this really idealized version that you're trying to yeah. adhere to, that's probably a bad idea. And then the same would be true for any kind of non-monogamy. There's definitely a mm. polynormativity. Oh, big time. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the idea of a sort of a perfect, you know, yeah, uh, triad where everybody's perfectly in love with each other and has the same kind of sexual desire and yeah. you know it's all or the unicorn hunting version of polyamory where it's like we've got to find this perfect like unicorn often bisexual woman who's going to love yeah. both people equally and, yeah. or a perfect quad yes where people just like there's like a diagonal shift yeah. in the quad where they people just switch yes. who they're dating and uh, that, there's yeah. no there's no difficult emotions involved you know it's all just <laughs> fine and wonderful it all works yeah. out. everything is equal and yeah. we're doing equal amount of things with each other and yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah um so there mm. there is this I guess the, that's the thing about monogamy is that mm. really when we when we can apply some of what we what relationship anarchy teaches that mm -hmm. teaches us is that there are different kinds of relationships and if we a lot of monogamous folk don't mm. have that hierarchy yeah. in a way they still might be monogamous in terms of romance and sex yeah but they might really view their relationship with their family as valuable as important or exactly and it can liberate people to do that to do just imagine monogamy is this big umbrella so is non-monogamy and you're looking and there's also a lot of stuff that's kind of in the fuzzy area in between the two and mm. you're finding the ones the versions that are right for you yeah but you know hopefully with the ethical intention that it's going to be consensual and honest yeah um and yeah like getting away from the idea of following a template and also getting away from the idea that some one thing is better than the other because mm. i think you get that so much is that sense well you know certainly in a lot of relationships where there's a monogamous person and there's a non-monogamous person the mm. non-monogamous person is kind of pulling to like let's open this up mm. then often the monogamous person and all of their friends who are kind of supporting them like trump you know it's like this is the normal thing to do yeah and you're trying to make me do an abnormal thing mm. and you know kind of my needs trump yours because mine are the normative ones like, mm. that's not cool no. you know, it needs to be that sense that both people's way of doing things is equally legitimate so how do we move forward given they're different yeah um and i think that yeah polyamorous people have been terrible kind of portraying polyamory as somehow this more natural wonderful normal <sighs> actually better you know ethically yeah. superior way of doing things when actually it messes up like just as much as monogamy does real talk yeah uh and i mean greatest respect to christopher ryan and jacinta mm -hmm. harris co-author of sex at dawn yeah. which is like the poly kind of it's on every poly person's bookshelf yeah including probably my own you know not mine because no, i'm really not no, down no. with that argument <laughs> it's like kind of saying polyamory is more more natural yeah you know no. it's like no let's not say anything's more natural and normal no. and better it's like let's just you know appreciate the diversity yeah and the same with i guess the, some of the more relationship anarchy end of things can get very much like you know we're right on we're more lefty we're mm. more you know recognizing the you know patriarchal structures and stuff behind monogamy. and you know that stuff we really need to know about like where did this version of monogamy come from and why might we be critical politically yeah. of it but if it goes so far as to say you have to do this version of relationships because it's somehow superior mm. when actually it's really hard to step outside of culture and also it just may not work for some people yeah you know you can't just eradicate people's feelings because politically it's kind of a better way to do things and you can't ask people to step outside of culture either yeah exactly. like some people really want 
to experience the fairy tale for mm-hmm. a bit, you know, to quote Julia Roberts in yeah. Pretty Woman. But um, people want to have that, you mm. know, people want to have a wedding yeah. and to have confetti and stuff. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to have that. I'm quite critical of marriage, but uh. I think that, I don't think it's cool for people to be really critical of other people doing yeah. things like getting married or doing things that are ostensibly normative so long as it, people are doing it not because it's just something they've taken off a book and it's a exactly. template they're, un- they're intentionally yeah, doing do it. it and examine why you know don't impose it on other people you know i can see why people would struggle with that because i think in a lot of times with weddings a whole bunch of stuff is imposed on people in mm. terms of expectations of coming to a wedding and oh, oh, a load of money and that's another podcast <laughs> a whole other thing. yeah they are bloody expensive yeah. and people feel like they have to go and then you go yeah. and anyway let's just, let's just park that for there are other problems with yeah marriage but just the idea that I think a lot of folk who are who I know and I've yeah. probably been this kind of person who has said this recently myself you know yeah. just been like oh, people getting married mm-hmm. but if people want to do it and they want the yeah you know but that you know just in all of these communities there can be a tendency <laughs> to place your version as more legitimate or better superior to others and then to kind of impose that on people and expect them to do things the same way and that's really not great you yeah. know um yeah, not, yeah, not, not cool. everyone feels good to be erotic with, you know, multiple people. Not everyone, um, you know, experiences love in that quite that kind of way. It's yeah. important for people to find their own place with this, and you're making it a hell of a lot harder for them to find the right place for them if you're suggesting that there's a better way to do it, and yours is the better way. Exactly. To yeah. sum up, one of the our catchphrases is like having the relationships you want to have rather than having the relationship you feel like you should have. Yes. And when we're creating all these additional shoulds in addition to all of the yes. shoulds that culture and society, but also I should mm. say culture. I'm saying I'm using in that one kind of um, one kind of monolithic way, but there are many cultures that oh, give yeah. us very different messages about how we're meant to be doing our relationships. Yeah, and in terms of globally, actually, non-monogamy is more common. Mm. across more co- countries than monogamy is so we ought to remember that as well especially if we're people who are placing monogamy as somehow the, mo- the more normal thing because it ain't and we haven't talked about our relationship with god either that yeah. we might have or spirituality that's yeah. another big relationship that might you know hugely important for yeah. many many people yeah, and yeah. often often you know definitely put forward as the, you know i think people who have that relationship with god are kind of often already questioning this idea of the one yeah. you know because they already have the one and it isn't ever going to be a human being no you know and just as you know some of us are coming from that place of like having recognized quite early that a, rela- a key relationship with a family member is never going to be lesser than yeah. to a romantic relationship mm. so yeah let's try and respect everybody's way of doing relationships please that'd be great, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but whilst so I, I think a lot of the times when people are giving people other people in relationships advice mm-hmm. it's to do with often i often get this that often the advice is predicated on what they think the best way of doing relationships is exactly but the critical way of looking at this is to be like what are some of the important things in relationships that are true across all different kinds of relationships mm, i think so yeah and that's the kind of way that we need to be um if we are like critiquing or examining our relationships yeah it might be that a different kind of relationship structure or dynamic might give us the kinds of things that we want but if we're looking at a particular relationship, there are other things other than that dynamic that might be yeah. causing problems or causing it to go very well. You know, yeah. This idea of a healthy relationship in inverted commas is often super normative. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, letting us 
have that flexibility to think to think about it you know and if we're in a relationship to think about it together like what's going to work best for us you know let's assume that each of our each of our ways of understanding relationships and doing relationships is equally legitimate you know let's have that conversation about Mm. where the similarities and differences lie Mm. and let's think about where the overlap is and where the tensions are likely to be yeah and talk about how we proceed given all of that because it's inevitable it's again it's so similar to what we say about sex it's like you know where are your desires where are my desires where's that overlap where are the things that we can't meet in each other and how might we meet those things yeah and you know and in the same way with sex if you want to do missionary piv yes sex uh, and that's the thing that you're really interested in doing and that's you, know, you both want to do that go you know yeah knock yourselves well, I mean, out well, well don't re- actually knock yourselves out no listen to our podcast on penis and vagina sex that we finally have after <laughs> about 60 episodes um and then yeah go for it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so um yeah this whole thing is about intentionality and consent yeah it, which is something that we always come back to and that's but what also, you're saying that's the overarching thing like doesn't matter how you're going to do relationships you know let's treat them with intentionality with consent um, not trying to prioritise any one person or way of doing relationships over mm. any other. And being present to our changing needs and wants and desires yeah. uh, and, uh, and and things. And not feeling bad about those, but recognising that's an inevitable part of being human and yeah. also recognising it's going to be challenging when that happens. Yeah. Boom. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Have we done that one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you've enjoyed listening to us talk about this kind of stuff you'd love our make your own relationship user guide yeah if you go on megjohnandjustin.com you can download that for £2.50 yeah if you go to forward slash publications scroll down it will appear on your phone and you could also go off and print it out yeah. A lot of people have printed out, printed it out, get your pencils and just fill it in, colour it. it in if you like yeah, you yeah. Can do felt that. tips Yeah. although you know you might want to change it over time as we said so perhaps something you can erase Ooh. Or you can just print it out again and do a new one. Print and make it, it like a big gray. scrapbook like of a good idea. how it changes over time. And you just yeah. Because yeah. you can print it out as many times as you like. You, you can. can just keep doing it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um we also have our book, Enjoy Sex, How When and If You Want To. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that voice, if. but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is available from all good bookstores. Correct. Yes. Um, remember to subscribe to our podcast and please tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Send them a little WhatsApp or something. Oh, that's amazing. If podcasts, you should. That's how I find out about podcasts. Yeah, totally. It's like, um, uh, like I get podcast recommendations from people in person. Yeah. Oh, you got to listen to this podcast. And then I subscribe. Do you? And then I don't get to download. I don't let's get to I listen to more. I never listen to them. Like I'm terrible. I really must listen to them. more. I know I've got so many great recommendations. Oh, must listen to more podcasts. Love podcasts. I hear there's um, an excellent podcast, for example, called Gender Stories by that Alexi and Taffy. And the guest that they've got on this month is a real spectacular one. So I really I'm recommend sure. people go listen to that one. I think there's like a, a Justin Hancock is going to be on there. Sounds like a bit of a dick to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm on the wonderful Gender Stories podcast, which I really enjoy listening to. Yep. Uh, Alexi and Taffy, friend of the show and very mm-hmm. popular um, guest. Indeed. Podder. Yes. Now, what people call it podders, they should call it caster. I caster, think. yeah, yeah caster's pod. fair. Do yeah. they call it podder? People start calling them pods now, which oh. I think is wrong because it comes from, that comes from iPods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so I yeah. Should be, we should call them casters. Because yeah. we are, they are casts, aren't they? Yeah broadcasts they're broadcasts yeah
Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Again, we're not really super active on the social medias, but if you want to follow us, that would be nice. You can find out about our, mm-hmm. all our other podcasts and all our other stuff. Yeah, things we do. Yeah. Many, many things. Many, many things that we both do. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, let's stop waffling and saying things. Thank you very much for listening, dear yes, listener. Yes, until next time. Bye. Bye.